And we see them after the fight where they had gone to get bruise cream, both of them to the same pharmacy. Piranha had ended up with a bruise cream. Pat comes out and goes, well, are you going to sell me that bruise cream? And Pran just hands it to him like, no, I'm not going to sell it to him. And he says, you know, I showed you this cheek and you ended up hitting this cheek. And, and I don't know what went wrong with that plan. And Pran's got his shoulder all botched because Pat accidentally hit him too. And so they're sitting there and they say, you know, we tried to work this out with our friends, but you know, even if they all apologize to one another, they'll probably be at it again after a few drinks. So the only thing to do is to keep them apart. And I don't know how to do that, Matt says. And Prince says, well, that's easy. We could just exchange numbers and I will let you know where we are and you will let me know where you are. So we do not intersect at any point during the day and avoid these confrontations that are not very positive. And he's, and that's that, that would work. And then he gets ready to take Prince's number and he's like, chat ID. And he's like, I, I don't want to take your chat ID. And he says, what? And he says, it's like I'm adding you to my friends list. And Pran is sitting there going, you know, we've got bigger fish to fry than whether you were adding me to our friends list. Like we could get suspended if this continues. And so they decide to look each other up by their chat IDs and they pretend to count to the count of three and add each other. But instead, Pran doesn't hit the button. He says, oh, look, someone just added me as a friend. We then go back to the night that Pat came into Pran's window just a while ago because of the college conflict. And we see Pran after that conversation. He's pulling out of a box the watch that he dropped by the ditch when he saved Pa. And Pat brought back to him saying that he owed him a favor. And he's putting the watch back on his hand and restarting time. And it kind of is reminiscent of restarting this relationship after years of misunderstanding, I think would be the biggest issue with this, this story is I think the conflict is not really the big problem. The big problem is misunderstanding on Pat and Pran's part and also for their parents I'm not sure a word for their parents. I'm trying to think of a nice word for their parents and I really can't come up with one because I don't mean it weird, but by the end of episode 11, I am really not liking Pat and Pran's parents. I mean, I totally get that they have issues with one another that needed to be resolved like literally 20 some years ago. But the fact that they are fopping those over on their children and also making it so their children's lives are miserable when they could be, you know, happy. And not that your, your happiness is defined by who you are or are not with. But I think, you know, if you are lucky enough to find someone who you get along with in life and who helps you become a better person and you help become a better person and that together you make the world a better place, you should run in that direction, not sit there and go, what are my parents going to think? And, you know, any, any good parent, I'm like, you know, they're going to totally get that. They're going to sit there and go, please go be with the person who helps you be better and who you help be better. And together the world is better. I mean, it's really one of those no conflict issues. If you really stop and think about it, I think the saddest thing in, in society in general is the fact that, you know, when couples get together and they go meet the parents oftentimes that's not a really pleasant experience it's like the parents sit there with their guards up going this person is going to end up with my child I'm going to make their life uncomfortable and see how they handle it 
a really bad decision. I mean, I totally get the fact that your kid might be with someone who you might not particularly like, but you know, if you raise that kid well, then you need to be able to trust their judgment. And, you know, if they did make a mistake, it's their mistake. And you might as well be good to both parties, if you know what I mean. So anyway, and I'm not trying to have a big digression on familial dynamics, but it's like I sit there sometimes and go, you know, life is short. Be happy. Be with the people you're supposed to be. You know, there you go. And that is my review of Bad Buddy episode one. Check it at the round table. Bye. Oh, you can watch this episode with English subs on YouTube. I will drop a link in the description. You can also check out Nanon has three, I believe, no, two new songs out that he sings. And there is another song called Secret by someone else. I don't know their name. I'm sorry. They're a great singer. That's not it. I'm just really bad at remembering names of anyone. But I will drop a link in the description to a playlist I created with all of the Bad Buddy so far. We don't have episode 12 yet. In order that you can just play through. I've been doing that today. And at the end of it, we have the three music videos and a fantastic video by Insomniac Preacher. If you have not checked out Insomniac Preacher's channel, I highly recommend it. They make a lot of amazing videos. But anyway, Insomniac Preacher did an amazing video on basically how we don't want to talk about abuse, but how Bad Buddy is quietly bringing to the forefront some things on how people deal with abuse that we might not label as abuse, which I think is a very important video. If you haven't seen it, it's only like three minutes long. I think a little under three minutes long, but it's very worth your time. So definitely check it out. Check it at the round table. Bye. Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today is really cold, so I am wearing a flannel shawl. And it is the weekend. So I decided to just have fun today and rewatch Bad Buddy. So I've started from episode one. So we're doing a repodcast, as it were, on episode one of Bad Buddy. This episode starts out the 12 episode series of Bad Buddy with a flourish and the fight, as it opens with why fighting the whole team of engineering because he decided to get back at them and give them the finger. I'm not sure what Y is thinking. I think that's kind of my questioning of why throughout this whole series is what in the world is Y thinking? Because he takes on like five guys at once. Pat is one of the gentlemen that he is taking out from engineering, and he is saying that they aren't fighting fair, which, you know, I kind of get. And the other thing is, I'm like, can we resolve our differences in a way that doesn't involve our fists? I mean, I'm just saying there are so many other ways that we can discuss things, reevaluate things, behave in a way that we will be proud of tomorrow kind of things, you know. But anyway, Pat says, you know what? If you think we're fighting unfair, go call your friends. You got two minutes. So Y calls a couple of his buddies and Pran is getting ready. He's getting out his pencils in class. He has on his classical music on his earbuds. Everything is nicely arranged on his desk. And his friend comes in and goes, Y is getting beat up by engineering. We need to go help Y. 
And Pat Cran is like, why is always picking a fight with engineering? Why does he keep doing this? So Cran takes out his earbuds, puts them back in his case, gets ready to put all his pencils back, and his friend's going, you know, we really don't have time for you to arrange your pencils according to color gradation, Pran. We need to go help Y because he's about to be pummeled by like five guys that are way bigger than Y. I mean, no offense, I'm like, you know, it's one thing to pick a fight with someone who's your equal mentally and physically. It's another thing to pick a fight with, you know, five people who are way bigger than you. I don't think they're more mentally intelligent than why. Except for Pat. You know, Pat's got a little more going for him mentally than some of those others. But I'm just saying, you know, so why is there trying to fight with like two or three of his buddies? Pran comes in. Pat and Y have been beating each other up. Pran comes in and drop kicks Pat, which he was not expecting. And when Pat gets back up, he's winded and he's getting ready to attack. And he realizes it's Pran. We then flash back to Pran and Pat in childhood when they're lined up in like soccer practice. And Pran is again drop kicking Pat. And Pat says, this is, this is Pran, the neighbor next door, and his family is terrible. They've done all these terrible things, and he lists them off, but basically, you know, you name it, they've done it. And Pran is looking at Pat and going, and this is Pat, who is the kid next door, and his family has done terrible things, and he's he's the one with the fear size, and Pat is thinking he's the one that cheats. And it's kind of funny to see both of them sitting there going, all these things that people have told them. I think it's it's very usual when you're a kid, young adult, to believe what people tell you. I think the thing that I think is interesting is to go into things with an open mind, because the more that we try to label people, the more that we try to say, you know, so-and-so said this was true about someone, the more we box people in, we fail to realize their potential. I mean, even if the thing is true, I think it's always better to sit there and go, you know, I don't know this person until I know this person personally. I'm not really going to develop a judgment call on this person because you're trusting someone who may or may not be honest, even when it comes to, in this case, their own parents on these two kids, Pat and Pran. So anyway, they fight, but the fight gets broken up. Also, you can tell there's this kind of weird relationship dynamic I would say with Pat and Pran and Pa Pat's younger sister finds out that Pat has been fighting with Pran who ended up at the same school and also Pran's parents find out that Pat is at university that Pran is at and Pran's mother makes the comment well you know if I'd known that I wouldn't have put you in the school I'm really not sure why she thinks she should control her child's college decisions. I mean, no offense. This woman is like a major control freak. It's really annoying to watch on film. I mean, I totally get that she has some longstanding issues that she needs to go to a therapist to resolve. But really, she needs some help. So anyway, you kind of get to see Pran's family dynamic and Pat's family dynamic. Pran's house is very tidy and orderly. There's classical music playing. They're using the correct silverware. Pat's family is all sitting around the table, no music, and guzzling their food. And Pa's sitting there, Pat's younger sister, going, this is my brother. Why did I get such a brother? So anyway, that's that's their relationship. And also, Pa has to clean up her brother's laundry, and she cleans his dorm room. I'm really not quite sure why on either of those things that 
Pa's parents make her do her brother's laundry. I'm like, does he not have two arms? Can he not do his own laundry? I mean, no offense. I'm like, I've been doing laundry when I was a kid a lot. So I'm like, I'm like, you know, you put soap in the machine. Or if you don't have the machine, like, you know, sometimes they didn't have the machine in different countries. You put soap in the tub, you wash your clothes and you hang them up. It's really not high science. And it's not something that your younger sister should do because of nature of she's the younger sibling. That makes no sense at all. No, she's the known, I think is what I'm I don't know. Anyway, I'm trying to learn Thai and I'm not doing a very good at remembering my vocabulary. But anyway, moving on. So Pat is kind of coming across as a jerk, I would say, in the initial part of this episode. Pran, he's kind of a person who is kind of fed up with Pat. And, you know, I do, Pran is one of the characters, I think, that I really understand. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I watch this and I go, I'm kind of watching myself on film in certain respects when it comes to Brand's personality. And I'm like, I'm seeing positives and negatives to that. Because it's kind of like when I watch To My Star and I'm watching and I'm going, you know, I'm so like Jin Wu sometimes. I really need to work on that a little bit. But in a way, I think that's one of the reasons that I like BL dramas. It helps me see the parts of myself that may or may not be a good thing and to sit there and go, I really need to reevaluate this facet in my life because I don't want to come off quite as much that way as maybe I do. So anyway, but Pran, he's kind of the person who you can tell he's been emotionally repressed for a long time because of his familial dynamic. But the other thing is he is he tries really hard to keep things calm for people, which I think is kind of a neat attribute for him. And even though he's mad at Pat, I mean, you can tell he's peeved at Pat. He's not mad like he hates his guts kind of mad, which you would kind of expect with the fact that, you know, they've been pitted about against each other since utero. I mean, there's a hilarious scene where their mothers are basically offering to the priests who come by to visit, which is kind of a tradition in Thailand when I guess a woman is pregnant, maybe. And so they're offering some food and saying, basically, I want my son to be handsome. I want my son to be more handsome. I want my son to have a, a amazing girlfriend. I want my son to have a girlfriend who doesn't understand jealousy. And I love the meme that I saw on this, which I don't know if I can drop it in this video, but it was bloody hilarious where it says the mothers and they're offering their things for the girlfriend. And it says the sons and it's sort of obscene. And I'm going, it kind of has a, it's kind of comical. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily meant to be comical, but I'm sitting there going, you know, fate has a weird way of working things out sometimes in ways that we just were not anticipating. So anyway, you have two people who have been pit against each other for years, but yet Pran, even though he doesn't really like Pat as a person because Pat's beating people up, Pat's being, you know, annoying in many, many different ways, he doesn't hate his guts, which is kind of strange when you think about it as a viewer. If you were watching this for the first time, I think it's kind of neat to go back and watch things after they've aired to kind of get another perspective. I did that with We Best Love, doing it with this series. I think I'm going to do it with A Thousand Stars, too. But it's interesting on the second time around, once you know the rest of the story, to sit there and go, 
you know, given the circumstances, Pat should have been a little more angry, as it were, at Pran. I mean, Pran should have been more angry at Pat, but he's not. The other thing is, is I think you kind of get hints that Pran does kind of like Pat. I mean, it's not really all there yet, but now Pat, I don't think you really get hints. Now you do get hints that in this episode, you find out Pa, who is picking up her brother's laundry again, says, Pat, I know that you're having a fight within, with architecture, but you are not going to hurt Pran. And you know why you're not going to hurt Pran. You're doing it for me and you are not going to hurt him. And I want your word on this. And Pat just sits there and goes, okay, I won't do it. And you're sitting there as the viewer going, I wonder what that's about, because it's kind of weird that he just stops. You find out as the story progresses that the reason that Pat just stops is Pran went into a ditch and pulled Pa out when she was a child, drowning and saved her from dying. And he always told Pat Pran that if he ever needed something, he would owe him one. And so he also retrieved a watch when he was a child and gave it to Pran. He jumped through his house window and gave it to him. Well, then they're in college and they've had another fight. Pat has pulled Pran out of the fight against the wall because he knew his friends were trying to get why, but instead they got Pran. And he remembered his promise to Pa and he pulled him into an alley and then against a wall and he says, don't say anything. And the thing is kind of funny because that's kind of his most operandi. He loves putting his hand on Pran's mouth and going, shh. So anyway, that's what happens. And Pran is like, I am really upset. What on earth are you doing? And he says, I promised Pa you wouldn't get hurt. So just come to the car. I'll take you to your house, whatever. So he he takes him there and he's and he's rather upset. And Pa's rather upset because she's like, you know what, Pat? You said you weren't going to get him hurt. And he's Kurt, so what on earth is going on here? So anyway, you have that. Pat ends up jumping into Pran's room again as an adult, like he did when he was a kid. And he says, I come in peace, okay? Don't tell your mom I'm here. I just want to talk to you about what's going on. And can you please just leave your friend Y alone so we can just beat him up and nobody else gets hurt. And that will be the end of this battle. And he's like, Pran's like, no, I'm not going to let you beat up my friend. Even if my friend did something wrong, this is not something I can just let stand by and let someone get beat up over. And so he says, well, what if, what if I got Y to apologize? Would that make it okay? If I got Y to apologize to all of engineering, would you guys maybe just quit fighting? And so they basically all line up. Pat and Pran know what's going on. Why and no one else does. And he says, you know what? I am the class president. I will apologize for engineering for why giving the finger when he shouldn't have. Will that take care of this issue? I take the blame because I am the class president. And why sits there and goes, I can't let you take the blame because you didn't do anything, Pran. So if someone's going to apologize, it will be me. I am sorry. Well, then... Corn on engineering site says, you think you can fix this with just being sorry? And then all hell breaks loose again. And the boys are at it. And Pat and Pran are sitting there. Everyone is fighting going, we had this planned out, but we weren't planning on the fact that we're dealing with hormonal idiots. And okay. So anyway, they end up getting pulled aside by their teacher. And they say, you know what? 
I know that you guys don't get along, but if you cause any more trouble, you will not be able to be in any activities together in this college because it's not working for you guys to be together in any way. You all just fight all the time. So anyway, and Pat and Pran both want to be in the Freshie Music Day competition. And Pran has not really played the guitar in a while. You don't know why. Pat just wants to be in it so that he can compete against Pran. And they're sitting there after the fight and Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing how you can connect with us on social media and also how you can support us. We are reachable at this lovely podcast on various platforms. We also have several YouTube channels, The Hand Network, Check It Roundtable, and also the Asian Drama Club. I will drop the links in the description so you can check those out. You can also reach us online at our website. That's onacar.com. That's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R.com. You can support us through either PayPal or Venmo. Our PayPal email address is roses, R-O-S-E-S, out of the snow, O-U-T-O-F-S-N-O-W at gmail.com. And you can support us also on Venmo. The, the connection for that is at on a car, and that's uppercase O and uppercase C, and it's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R. The last four to verify are 1143. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.